Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. On this day in 1948, Time magazine editor Whitaker Chambers made a grave accusation. His acquaintance, Alger Hiss, former State Department diplomat, was a communist spy. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the accusation that Alger Hiss secretly operated as a communist spy while he worked in the State Department in the 1930s. Let's go back to a humid August 3rd in 1948, as newspapers along the East Coast began running their late headlines. Forty-seven-year-old Whitaker Chambers was about to take the stand in Washington before one of the most imposing groups known to Capitol Hill in the 1940s. The House Un-American Activities Committee, HUAC as it was known, was a small investigative body within the U.S. House of Representatives. It was instituted in the late 1930s with the aim of rooting communists out of American society. Within the stately walls of the Capitol's hearing rooms, HUAC had already questioned dozens of civil servants, not to mention business tycoons and celebrities, about their political histories. Before Whitaker Chambers, there had been studio head Jack Warner of Warner Brothers fame and even Walt Disney himself. All had been questioned about what they knew and about whom they thought may have been engaged in incriminating behavior. An ungentlemanly task, asking men to rat on their colleagues, but it was all in the name of weeding out communism. Whitaker Chambers' hearing was of particular interest because of who specifically he was being asked to rat on. Alger Hiss had been a diplomat at Yalta, Potsdam, and beyond. His role was instrumental in outlining some of the post-World War II peace terms for America. If Chambers claimed he was a communist, that could undermine the very fabric upon which American society was rebuilding its foundation. What credibility did the nation have if communists were secretly helping guide its future? The hot lights of the hearing room didn't phase Whitaker Chambers, nor did the high stakes of the hearing or the intense public attention. As an editor of Time magazine, he was more than comfortable with all eyes on him. In fact, Chambers had been nothing if not cooperative in sharing information about communist subversives. This openness was oddly divergent from the stance of his peers within the media business. Throughout the 1940s, they often risked being blacklisted or prohibited from working in their industry in order to avoid participating in what they deemed HUAC's illegitimate witch hunt. Whether Chambers' opinions differed significantly, or whether he had another, more personal motive at stake, he was taking a very different public stance. 
because it would soon become clear that Chambers was not recounting a few simple details about his encounters with Alger Hiss. Not even the members of HUAC knew just what they were in for that August day, when Chambers finally got down to the bones of his testimony. They were likely expecting a sobering but somewhat standard account of Chambers' memories of Hiss, and when they'd crossed paths, perhaps some stories about the Communist Party meetings they'd possibly attended together. But as the questions began to pepper Chambers on the stand, he dropped a much bigger bombshell. Not only was Alger Hiss a communist during his time in the State Department, he was a Soviet spy. This was a grave new accusation. Hiss was a respected government official. He'd helped outline America's terms at the Yalta Conference near the end of World War II, where the U.S., U.K., and Soviet Union gathered to discuss the post-war reorganization of Europe's borders. Now, Chambers was claiming that everything Hiss had ostensibly done in the name of democracy was actually for Russia. America was appalled. Coming up, Alger Hiss fights against Chambers' accusations. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Now, back to the story. On August 3, 1948, 47-year-old journalist Whitaker Chambers shocked the House on Un-American Activities Committee with a damning allegation. Not only was former State Department diplomat Alger Hiss a suspected communist, Chambers testified that Hiss had been a Soviet spy in the 1930s. This was a grievous charge to bring against Hiss, who was immediately called forward to speak for himself. In the coming days, Hiss and Chambers would continue to alternate on the stand before the committee and its investigators, presenting very conflicting accounts. With each testimony, the story grew more confusing, but Hiss never strayed from his position. He denied emphatically that he was a communist, and even more emphatically, insisted that he was not a Russian spy, nor ever had been. Unfortunately for Hiss, Chambers had another grenade up his sleeve. After days of back-and-forth testimony, Chambers posed the single most damning piece of information he had. He referenced the fact that Hiss had taken a bird-watching trip and said with confidence that the former diplomat had been hoping to see a prothonotary warbler. This may not seem like something so serious, but during a separate round of questioning, Hiss too commented on his bird-watching. He admitted he was delighted to see a prothonotary warbler. This detail seemed to prove that Chambers really knew Hiss, and thus, the public speculated, was likely to know whether or not Hiss was a Soviet spy. The tension and speculation only mounted when, as if taunting Hiss, Chambers told Huak 
that Hiss might not have even left his spying behind in the 1930s. He might be one now. Hiss, outraged, took his own hard line and challenged Chambers to repeat this new accusation before television cameras. Chambers obliged, as Hiss had expected and hoped. Once the allegation was recorded, Hiss had a clear path to sue Chambers for slander. But by now, Hiss was facing yet another call to the stand, this time before a grand jury on charges of perjury. During the course of this new trial, Chambers produced a set of confidential government documents he claimed were given to him by Hiss. The papers, in combination with the Warbler story, likely swayed the jury. Hiss's fight, slander accusations notwithstanding, was over. In January of 1950, after two trials, Hiss was convicted of perjury. He served nearly four years in jail, a relatively short sentence for someone accused of being a Soviet spy. Afterwards, he was even able to pull together a career in academia. Still, he was never able to quite shake the questions about his innocence or lack thereof. To this day, no one is quite sure of the complete details of the relationship between Whitaker Chambers and Alger Hiss, much less whether or not Hiss was a communist spy. This was made all the more difficult to parse when Chambers passed in 1961, leaving only his former accusations and Hiss's rebuttals for historians to consider. The men undeniably knew each other and shared a vehement contempt for one another. But their full story may be lost to time. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Check out our episode of Political Scandals for the full story of Alger Hiss, Whitaker Chambers, and the dramatic accusations that tied them together. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Mackenzie Moore, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 